right. Let's take our Bibles to 1 Kings, please. 1 Kings chapter 3. This uh, nasty thing that's been going around has hit my household pretty bad this last week. I've been sick all week and <clears throat> not feeling very good tonight at all. This morning was better, but um, forgive me if I cough a bit tonight. We're going <clears> to <throat> read from verse 3 to verse 15, and then we'll get into it this, this evening. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3, it says, And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father, only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place, a thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David my father great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept him for this great this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this people so, uh, who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast thou asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any rise like unto thee. And I have also given thee <clears throat> that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honour, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as, the father, as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings and offered peace offerings and made a feast to all his servants." Let's pray. Lord, I <clears throat> thank you, <clears throat> that Lord, that we can come to church this evening. I do pray that you would just help me to have the right words to say, just, um, just for, my, for my throat and my health. I just pray you would uplift me this evening, give me the strength to do this. And I pray that you would be glorified in all that is said and done. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start by asking you a simple question. Have you ever had an amazing dream that was so vivid that when you woke up, you either couldn't remember it 
or you wanted to get back straight to sleep because you wanted to, you wanted to carry on the dream. I've had that. I, I dreamt one night I was in a car race and I was having a great old, a, a great old time in the dream and I, I can't remember exactly where I was in, in the race and, and then I woke up and I had to go to the toilet and I thought, oh, cursed bladder. So I went to the toilet and I'm, as I'm walking back to the bed, I'm thinking, please, please let me get back to this dream. I'm in a great race. And uh, I, I went to sleep and I, I couldn't find the dreaming and it was, I don't know what happened after that. And then, and then another night I, I, I had a dream again. I was in another car race and, and, and uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't winning. I was somewhere in the middle of the race and, and uh, I woke up again and, and, and uh, I thought, I've I got to get this dream back again and, and went to the toilet and I come back and, and lo and behold, I was back in the dream and now I was in first place. And I was thinking... All those other drivers who got up in the middle of the night, they're probably all going, curse my bladder, because they didn't end up in first place. But we all have dreams that are really vivid, dreams that are either exciting, dreams that you, that you might ponder and think about and think, what was, all, what was that dream about? Was it, was, it the, was it the pizza I had the night before, or is God trying to tell me something? And these dreams can be, <clears throat> can be very real. They can sometimes frighten you. They can, have you ever woken up from a dream laughing? Just from your dream, there's something so interesting or so cute. And Solomon finds himself in a position where um, he, he, he become king at, at, at a fairly early age for kings. And he ends up having this dream that, that we just read where it describes a situation where God says to, says to Solomon, ask what it is and I'll give it to you. Can you imagine having a blank check from God? Can you imagine that sort of dream? Now, if you woke up in the middle of that dream before you'd given God an answer, you'd be, you wouldn't even go to the toilet. You would just hopefully go back to sleep because you want to finish the dream. Can you imagine God in a dream telling you, here is a blank check. Ask what you will and I'll give it to you. Man, can you imagine that? Now, those of you who are young or, or feel young at heart, if you had a blank check, I want to ask you reality what would you ask for? If God said, name it, whatever you want, what would you, let your mind think a little bit, what would you think? A lot of money, want to get some more hair, um, maybe lose a few pounds, um, a new car, um, maybe a new house, uh, whatever it was, I'm sure our minds could, could conjure up and think of a lot of different things that if God just genuinely said, what, ask whatever you want, and you can have it. Where would your mind go to? If I'm honest, I don't think my mind would go to where Solomon's mind went to. Because being a young person uh, with the world before him, in the position of king and a lot of vast things at, at his disposal, he could have pretty much asked whatever he wanted and he would have probably had fun and excitement and, and felt good about himself doing it. <clears throat> but Solomon goes far and beyond maybe his, his age as far as uh, simplicity and, and, and thinking about what would help him to be able to be a good king. And Solomon, as you read, says, you've been so good to my father David, you've allowed me to be on the throne. You've allowed him to see his son on the throne. And what Solomon asks for is, I'm just a young guy. He says, I'm, he says I'm, I'm but a child. And he says... I need help to know how to judge people. Who am I to be able to understand 
all that needs to be discerned and worked out as being a king. He said, would you give me an understanding heart? Give thy servant, in verse 9, give thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. What a thing to ask for. What an amazing young person to be able to say, I want to know more. I want to be able to discern between um, good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the Bible says, and this thing that, that Solomon asked for pleased God. Amazing. He didn't ask for riches, the Bible says. He didn't ask for fame. He didn't ask, ask for great armies. He didn't ask to be able to subdue other nations. He didn't ask to be popular. He didn't ask to be, he, he, he didn't ask for that new, that new car or that new chariot. He didn't ask for a bigger, uh, he didn't ask for a bigger kingdom. He didn't ask anything for himself other than, I need some help. I need some help. And what I want to talk about tonight is, is wisdom. Is wisdom. I thought about this a couple of months ago and, and, and there was a verse in Proverbs that, that really jumped out at me and I had thought about it and put it on the back burner and and this week I was, I was asked to preach tonight. So I started to delve into this and, and wisdom is a very, um, it's a deep thing. And I'm not a very wise person. So for my little brain, it was like, it was going nowhere in my preparations. And I decided to just stop. And I asked God, I said, God, uh, I decided to put this, to the, not so much a test, but I'm going to do what I've been reading about in the Bible. And I said, God, can you help me and give me some wisdom to put this together because it's just not working? Because I, I, as Andrew had said, this, had said this morning, in his preparations because of feeling unwell, it was a real struggle. <clears throat> and I took most of the week off this last week of work, um, spent a lot of time in bed, and I tried to study while I wasn't feeling very well and it just would not... Nothing would come together and I had thoughts written down and I had verses written down and I looked at it and I thought, I can't preach this because there's no format to it. I can't do anything with it. So I decided to pray and I thought, okay, if Solomon can ask for wisdom and God was happy with that and God gave it to him, I'm going to ask for the same thing. And I said, God, can you please give me some wisdom to put this together? And at that same, as soon as I'd finished praying, I'd have my Bible out, have my notes out, have my laptop out, and I just kind of sat there for a bit, and then slowly, bit by bit, things started to just flow, and little thoughts come to mind, and I actually found, I actually made an outline, which I was really, really um, amazed and proud of, because before it was just not there. Nothing would come together of any sort of format, and uh, not that this is any good, but it's, at least there was something that I didn't have before. So Solomon asked God for some wisdom. The Bible says that God was pleased with it. And God says that he gave Solomon um, a wise heart. It says he actually gave it to him. And, and then not only that, but because he did ask for something that was, uh, that was pleasing to God, God goes on to say, because you didn't ask for those other things, I'm going to give you those things anyway. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the riches and I'm going to give you the honour and... and and I'm going to do those things that maybe man's heart may desire if they could have it. And I like what he says also, just at the end of that passage, he says, 
in verse 14, it says, And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I'll lengthen thy days. He says, you've asked for a good thing, and I'm going to give you that thing, and I'm going to give you some extra things as well. I'm going to, I'm going to bless you because, you because you're asking for a good thing. But then he adds a little extra thing. He says, but if you do, the way I read it, is if you do well with what I've given you, if you use that wise heart, just like your father David did, then I'm going to give you something extra again. I'm going to, give, I'm going to lengthen your days. All these simple things that God did for Solomon because Solomon asked for a good thing. Now, before we look at wisdom, <clears throat> I want to try and, and differentiate between, between wisdom and knowledge or wisdom and education or even wisdom and experience because sometimes we can kind of get, and as you read through Proverbs where there's a lot of thought about, about wisdom, they kind of intermingle all over the place. And that's where I was getting confused, not, not, but just lost a little bit and, and it was very deep. These are often traits that are needed before one can see wisdom because often these things are used to get wisdom. But one can have all three things. You can have the knowledge. You, you can have a lot of knowledge. You can be the most educated person in the world and the most experienced but yet be very unwise. Because wisdom really is the, is the right use of those traits that you've either learnt or you've picked up. And I'll briefly mention that tonight, but I've got four simple things, and they all start with A. Wisdom, first number one, wisdom should be the thing that is aimed at. Wisdom is the thing that should be aimed at. It should be the principal thing in our lives. There will be a few verses that I will turn to, and if you have time, if, if you want to turn there, you can. Um, we'll, we'll be jumping around a little bit around Proverbs especially. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. <clears throat> the Bible says, Wisdom is the principal thing. That's the focal thing. If you were to say, how can I live effectively for Jesus Christ? Find some wisdom. Wisdom is the thing that you should be aiming at. That should be your, your focal thing. Verse, in verse 7 it says, Therefore, get wisdom. It says wisdom is the principal thing, so what you need to do is you need to get some wisdom. It doesn't say get some more riches. doesn't say get some more popularity. It says get some wisdom. You know, I'd, I'd love to have some wisdom. I, I realised in studying... And putting this together, I don't have a lot of wisdom. I'm far from it. But God says this is the principal thing that you need to focus on. Notice when, when Solomon was given that blank check to write, he, I don't know why he did that, but it was in his heart to say, I need some help with wisdom. That was the thing, that was the principal thing that he sought after, that he, whether he just looked at his life and realised that's what I lack most, but that was the thing that he aimed at. Nothing else was on his, on his desire's radar. And I want to encourage you tonight, because we do get so bombarded with things of life, we all have different paths that we're walking on, we all have different careers, we all have different jobs, some of us have businesses, some of us 
um, are in school, some of us are just working a job. We all have different things in life, but so often we can get so caught up in following my dreams and the way I want to go is sometimes we just forget what does God really want? And our main focus should be getting some wisdom. I'm glad Solomon didn't follow his young, youthful, fleshly desires, but he sought after a more understanding heart. Solomon desired to be able to understand and judge people. So he he needed God's help to be able to do things for others and not for himself. When you're seeking wisdom, it isn't wisdom. We should never ask for wisdom so we can be puffed up with, with, with pride. When I prayed to God and said, God, give, give me wisdom to put this together, it wasn't, God, help me put it together so I can look good, so I can sound good. That wasn't the intent. It was, I see the gravity of what I've got to do and, and, and I can't do it in my own strength right now. God, I need some help. And the, the wisdom should be our main focus. <clears throat> I was in studying, I was reminded in Matthew 6, 33, where it talks about seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That was the first, that's the main focus. It's not us, it's, 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 it's the things of God should be the main focus. And then, then just like Solomon, when he sought for the right thing, and all these things shall be added unto you. That was something I thought about as I was studying. When our desire is for the things of God, or if it's, in this case, we're talking about, about wisdom, when that's our focal thing, and if we, if we set our heart and our mind and we make the right steps toward that, to me, I believe God blesses that. God gives, God likes to see that. It's for others, or it's for God. Wisdom should be the thing <clears throat> that is aimed at. The second thing, wisdom should be the thing asked for. Wisdom should be what's asked for. Now, I know obviously in the passage in 1 Kings, Solomon was just asked. He was already given the opportunity to ask. But what if in his, in his dream he went, well, God, I don't really know. I don't know what's good to ask. What I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be proud. I, I, whatever you want to give me, God. Can you imagine if he just said that and God said, okay, well, I'll give you whatever I think. But he was given the opportunity to ask. God said, what is it that you want? Just ask me and I'll give it to you. And I find for us, maybe a reason why we don't have any wisdom is because we just don't ask for it. Let's have a look in um, James chapter 1. James chapter 1. This is an interesting verse because I've read this many times and I've looked at it and I've used it in messages talking about when we talk about prayer. But this is this particular verse is um, what's the word? It, 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 it talks us about a specific thing. talks about wisdom. James 1 verse 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, which is, I, I guess... If we're honest, is everybody here tonight? If any of us, or if any of you lack wisdom, notice what it says. Let him ask of God. That giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not. And it shall be given him. 
But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a, a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you want, if you see that, that, um, that wisdom is the principal thing, and God says get wisdom and you know you don't have it, then the very obvious thing is, the Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. God's very clear. Solomon had to ask. Maybe God would have given him wisdom if he would have went, look, I don't know, I don't want to overstep my bounds here. God, you give me whatever you want. Maybe God maybe would have given him wisdom. But Solomon had to ask, this is what I want. What do you want from God? Wisdom is the principal thing. Get it. Ask for it. Have you ever had a time in your life, Just uh, it, it can be maybe at work <clears throat> or a circumstance that has come up and you need to know something, you need to be led in a certain way? Have you ever had that? You're about to witness to somebody or someone's confronted you with something or a situation has arisen and you just don't know what to say. You don't know how to deal with this. You don't know what to do. And there in your mind, <clears throat> you call out to God and you say, God, I don't know what to do. Give me wisdom here. I really don't know what to say. And then lo and behold, you open your mouth and a verse appears and you think, where in the world did that come from? Or you've been able to speak to that person truthfully and God just seems to, the person was very aggressive and, and then after you've spoken to them, it, it appears that they've just calmed down and, and the whole thing's diffused and you think, where, where did that come from? And I did ask God, didn't I? Help me, give me the wisdom. So often, to me when it comes to wisdom, when it, when it comes to asking or obtaining wisdom, there seems to be two ways to get wisdom. The first one is just, you just straight out ask for it. And God seems to answer that because we can all testify of those times where things have happened and you've been able to find an answer where you didn't realise you had that answer. And it's like God has worked miraculously and he's given you what you needed. To me, I kind of call that like a on-the-spot wisdom, wisdom that is needed for a certain time. I often wondered about Solomon, did he continue just to be wise? For, for Solomon, I think it was, because it says there were no one as wise as him before and after and so forth. So I think for him, he received it because it was from God for a specific purpose. But when you get to know an answer, when you say, God, give me some wisdom to know how to speak to this person, does that mean when God gives you the words to say that from, from then on, you're always wise and every word that comes out of your mouth is wise and wonderful? It's obviously not. Otherwise, I'd be, I'd be pretty good because you know, man, the amount of times God's given me things. But it seems like God is the giver of wisdom for certain situations. And then there are times where over time, remember we talked at the beginning where I talked about education and knowledge and experience? Sometimes through those school of hard knocks where we've tried something and it's blown up in our face or we've tried to say something and it didn't work and then you realise... Maybe I shouldn't say that again. Next time that happens, I'm not going to say that. Six months later or two years later, something else happens and you're about to and you go, and something in the back of your mind says, last time you did that, it, did, you know, it was pretty silly. And you go, guess what? You've just learnt 
You've just showed a little bit of wisdom. And God can give you the, remember those, you can have all the experience, but unless you use it right. If you just continue to say the same things every time it happens and it always fails, you've got a lot of experience, but you haven't used any wisdom. You're not, wisdom hasn't become a part of your experience. So we need to be able to ask God <clears throat> for wisdom. Remember in Daniel, uh, I think we, we heard, heard that at, 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 at the conference when, um, when Daniel had to interpret a dream and, and he didn't know what to do and he, he didn't understand it at first, but he said, look, just give me some time and I can tell you because I know who can give you the answer to the dream. <clears throat> Daniel chapter 2, verse 17 to 23 I'll quickly read it so you can get the context of it. It says, Then Daniel went to his house and, and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret. And Daniel and his fellows, sorry, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the Lord God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changing the times and the seasons, he removeth kings, setteth up kings, he giveth wisdom unto the wise, <clears throat> knowledge to them that know understanding. Um, he revealeth the deep secret things, he knoweth what is in the darkness, in the light it dwelleth, and the light dwelleth with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me now what we desired of thee, for thou hast made known, uh, thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. But here are these men who, who didn't know the answer to something and it was really important. Instead of just guessing and trying to use their own intelligence, they decided... We need an answer on something and it's, it's concerning. It's something that's well beyond our understanding and years and knowledge. Why don't we ask God, let's, let's, let's each of us pray. See, so you can ask God individually. <clears throat> you can ask God corporately about a matter. And when you ask God, God, we are unable to understand this. Can you help us? Give us what we need so we can give an answer. And God did that. And Daniel was very quick to say, it was God that did it and thank you for giving us some wisdom. But if they didn't ask, I wonder if God would have, would have given them the answer that they needed. They had to ask. We can ask individually, we can ask corporately, we can ask as a church. Our churches asked God when we were, when we were transitioning with pastor. God... Show us, give us wisdom. What do we do? Is this the right person for our church? Give each of us clarity, give us, because we don't know God. We're just individual people. We, we may have our favourites, we, we may have our thoughts, and, but we need your wisdom. We just need to ask. <clears throat> God is willing to answer. God is willing to, to give us what we need. I'm also reminded of Hebrews 4.16 which says, let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace um, that we may obtain help, I think it is. 
Hebrews 4, 16. Let me read it. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may, may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We just got to ask and God's willing to give. So wisdom should be aimed at, <clears throat> wisdom should be asked for, and then wisdom should be agreed to. It's the right path. When it, being aimed at it was the right principle, when we, it's being asked, it's being asked from the right person, that's God. Wisdom should be agreed to because it's the right path. Let's have a look in Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2. Once God starts to answer those prayers, we're saying, God, give me some wisdom. And Wisdom is normally because we need an answer on something. We need some direction. We need to know uh, uh, a thing. We need to know the answer to a matter. That's what Daniel needed. We need to know the answer to something. Guide us, guide my thinking, guide my steps. <clears throat> and that's what we want when we're seeking wisdom. Let's have a look in, in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. It says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. So if we're going to ask God for an answer on something, then we need to receive his words, hide his commandments with us. Wisdom obviously comes from God. God come, uh, his word gives us wisdom. So that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. <clears throat> for the Lord giveth wisdom. It's him who gives the wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Now notice this in verse 8. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. It was verse 10 that got me thinking on this. It says, when wisdom entereth into thine heart. That's what got me started on this in the first place. And knowledge is pleasant to thy soul. I thought about how does wisdom enter into your heart? And that's what got me on this track. But wisdom is, should be agreed to. It's the right path. When, when we agree with God, when, when he gives us the answer, when we're seeking, when we're asking, when it's our focal point and God says, this is what I want you to understand, he's really starting to guide our paths. He's giving us the, the direction of what he wants for us to do. God, what do I say in this matter? Remember we said, if, if we had things come up, we don't know what to do. God, I need some wisdom. I need not to know what to say. And God will often bring us through a particular, uh, a, a particular path of speech. <coughs> Excuse me. When we're deciding on what job are we going to do? Where are we going to live? What are we going to do this? Uh, Maybe an investment. Should I invest my money in this? God, give me some wisdom and God will make your path straight. He will, if we're listening to his word and, and we're listening and, and God is very well able to guide us on the right path. 
You find the right direction when you listen to God. Verse 8, I mentioned that. Verse 12. Let's read verse 10 again. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, and then to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things. God is always wanting to, to lead, direct, deliver. We just need to really be ready to listen. The hardest thing is when we're asking God for a specific thing, whatever God answers, we're often, it is, we're asking for wisdom, so he gives it. But sometimes God may not lead us exactly the way we're hoping he will lead. We need to be able to accept and understand um, his leading and the paths. So the fourth one is wisdom should be achieved. When we ask, when we're seeking, and we agree to what God says, then we actually can have some, some wisdom. And wisdom, as we know with Solomon, brought for him great riches. More than he ever, ever, he, more than he ever thought was possible, God blessed him with. And I believe when we ask for wisdom for the right purposes, and we genuinely want to know what God's will is in the matter, and we need his divine help, God will often give us what we need for that time, but it's just like God to often give us a bit more. It's often like God just seems to bless abundantly. He gives us far more than we ever, ever dream of. And I want to show you an, an illustration of that. If we go back to 1 Kings chapter 3... Remember, Solomon's asked just for an understanding heart to be able to go to lead the people well. When you read that passage in chapter 3, as soon as he's finished his dream, he has a situation arise that is, is really cool when you read it. So God instantly starts to answer that prayer. The Bible says that, that, that Solomon wakes up from his dream. Then in verse 10 it says, there came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. And the one woman said, <clears throat> O oh my Lord, I and this woman dwell in, the house, in one house, and I was delivered of, of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered that this woman also delivered also. And we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house save the... We two in the house. So you've got two ladies living together. They're both pregnant. One has a child. Three days later, the other one has a child. And they're the only ones in the house, the same. And this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. She, she, she kind of smothered it. She put too much on it or she rolled on it. And she arose at midnight. And guess what she did? She took my son from beside me while I, while I slept and laid it in her own bosom and laid the dead child in my bosom. She swapped the babies over. Now, ladies, do you reckon at three, three days old you'd know your baby wrapped up? I reckon a lot of ladies would say they would. They would. Now, men, as a bloke, babies just babies. They scream, they look ugly. No. Um, now, if you're, you're listing my kids, you always look wonderful and beautiful. <coughs> okay. 
And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, hey, this was not my son, which I did bear. And the other woman said, nay, but the living is my son and the dead is thy son. And this said, no, but the dead is thy son and the living is my, is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. Now the king's got, he's in a pickle. One child's dead and they're both claiming the live child. And what do you do? Heads? Call it. That's probably what I do. I don't know. I, I don't know. But you can understand a young person, a young man is like, man, how, how would I know about babies? I don't know any, I haven't got any, you know, a lot of babies of my own. I haven't had to deal with this. <clears throat> now, I don't know whether or not he just had a revelation or maybe he quickly asked God, I'm, this, remember God, I asked for wisdom in the dream because of situations like this. But notice what happens. Um, in verse 24. No, verse 23. Then said the king, the one saith, this is my son that liveth, and thy son is, is the dead, and the other say, nay, but the son is the dead, and my son is the living. And he's got, he's got a good way of words. And verse 24, and the king said, bring me a sword. And they brought the sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two. And give half to the one and half to the other. Man, I know God, you asked me, for, I asked for some wisdom, but you want me to chop this kid up? Pretty, pretty graphic and brutal. And, but this is, what, this is what Solomon had said bring me a sword and we'll divide the living child in half and you can each have half. Wow. Verse 26. Then spake the woman whose the living child was. So this is the real mum. She said to the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, I, my Lord, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. But the other woman said, oh, let it neither be mine nor thine. Yet just, just divide it up. Just cut the baby up. It doesn't matter. Then the king answered and said, give the lady that said, please let it live. Give her the living child and in no wise slay it. <clears throat> she is the mother thereof. Now notice this. All Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged and they feared the king for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. There's no way that if that was a, a discrepancy here in church, can you imagine pastor saying that? Brother Andrew, go and get that carving knife out the back of the kitchen. We're going to... The baby dedication. Two mothers are fighting over this baby. We're going to carve it up. Can you imagine pastor saying that? There'd be no way he would say that. But in this situation, God gave this, this understanding of ladies, their, their, their maternal instinct, what, would, what it would produce. And I don't know what he would have done if they both went, okay, carve it up. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But God gave some wisdom there. So when the reason why I bring that particular that part of the story up is because it's a it's an evidence, it's a proof that when that when Solomon asked for this particular thing and God said he would give it, the first situation that came up needed a wisdom far beyond his years, a far beyond any sort of understanding possible, and it was evident that because people saw it, there's the wisdom of God on this man. 
we can see it. There's evidence to it. <clears throat> and as we go about seeking God's wisdom for our, our everyday lives, I believe God wants to give you that wisdom. And God wants to use you in ways that you would never ever imagine possible. And what I want to encourage you is when you pray for wisdom, expect that, that God will give it to you probably fairly quickly. And as we as a church, if, if it's the principal thing that we're supposed to seek after, then believe God will give you wisdom and then even, even further uh, um, greater things. We're getting ready to close, but I just want to draw your attention in Proverbs 2 again. Proverbs 2, thinking about God giving us wisdom, what happens. When we ask for wisdom, God may give us what we need, but then in verse 5 it says, then, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. When we ask for wisdom of God in our, in our circumstances of life, God may give us those simple decisions, but as we continue to ask God for wisdom and as God continues to lead us on the right path and give us what we need, the Bible says, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord. When we, when we seek God and we desire God's wisdom, he will often give it, but he'll give us that little bit more. Understanding the fear of God. And it also says there, and find the knowledge of God. We've, we've been asking God for wisdom and he gives us that wisdom for that situation. It may be a one-time wisdom thing. But we get a little bit, of, we get an extra little foresight of God. We get to maybe a little, a little glimpse of God that we may not have had before. We go, wow, God's capable, God's amazing. Start to understand the things of God. And then as you go through Proverbs, I won't look into it, but as we, as we looked earlier about um, wisdom coming from God's word, when you read through chapter 3, it starts to list some of the blessings and some of the promises and some of the things that, that God has for those people who, I'll read verse 1 of 3, my son, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. That's kind of like when you're seeking for wisdom and I give it to you, don't forsake it. Listen to it. Obey it. And then it goes on, for length of days, long life, peace shall, shall be added to thee. When we start to learn about the wisdom of God and we, and we ask for the wisdom of God and God gives it to us, he puts us, shows us the right path and we, and we apply that to our lives and we listen and we forget not what God says and we start to do the things of what God says. Remember, Solomon was told, if you continue in the steps that your father David did, I'll give you length of days. It's like, the, I'm going to give you more than you ever imagined and that can be the same for us too. I'm not saying that God's going to make you rich, but God wants to bless your life because you obey his word. You listen. When you ask, you listen and you perform and you do what he wants and you forget not his statutes. God says, if you do that, there are some things I want to give you. We just need to obey it. We just need to do it. <clears throat> I'm encouraged that God wants to help us and guide us on our journey. He invites us to seek him. 
And he invites us to ask him for knowledge when we need it. I hope one day I get to an an age where I can say I've learned some things. I can maybe draw back from some experience and maybe some knowledge that I've learned along the way and I can rightly use those things and maybe one day God might say, well, that was wise of you, Paul, that you chose that path. I'm glad you didn't go the other path. But I'm also extra glad that I can tap into the wisdom of God every time I need it. All I can do is remember to ask. So I've got to ask for it. The Bible says, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. If, if, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men. God wants to give you wisdom. God wants to make you a wise church member, a wise husband, a wise wife, even a wise child. Remember, Solomon was only young and God wants to give He wanted to give him whatever he wanted. And because he asked for wisdom, he said, man, I'm going to give it to you. Do you want wisdom tonight? Do you you need God's wisdom? I know I do. Because there are things every single day that pop up that I just don't, on my own, I would make a stupid decision. But I need God's wisdom. And I find myself more and more asking God, what do I do? How do I deal with this? What, what should I say? How should I respond? And I trust God that his word is true and that he gives us what we need. And I would encourage you to do the same thing. Get in the habit of asking God, I need wisdom. I need help. Because we're all just people, fleshly, sinful, wicked people, and we just need God's help to get through day by day. Let's pray. And then I'll ask Charles to come and uh, close up in a song. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truths we found about wisdom. And Lord, I've only really just kind of scratched a little tiny section of it. Thank you for the illustration, the true life story of Solomon. Lord, you did amazing things. And just the way you handled that situation with the two ladies, amazing. I pray for our church congregation tonight, Lord, that are here, who may be listening at home, that you would help them as they, as we, as we go away this week, as we live our lives, help us to remember that wisdom is our focal point, or, or you, your word and your will for our lives is focal. Just give us wisdom to live the lives the way you want us to. We ask this in Jesus' name.